Hey, what's up, fam? Happy New Year. Happy New You. And so much going on in, in, in the world, and particularly in the United States and D.C., right here in, in the capital where I'm at. And I've just been, you know, obviously posting a lot in, in written form, but haven't really shared a lot in terms of video about my my thoughts about things going on in, in the world today uh, after the, the terrorist riot at, at the Capitol. And so I think that what should be happening right now going forward is that people need to just commit to to the truth, right? People need to co co commit to being open and honest about what's really happening. Why is it that the, the, the riots at the Capitol happened in the way that they did? Yes, it's because of white supremacy and white privilege. Now, we can talk about some other things, but it also happened because of the levels of infiltration of Trump supporters, of racists, of white supremacists, of anti-Semites, of, of QAnon people who are also part of law enforcement. General Russell Honore who supervised the the military response to Hurricane Katrina, who was lauded by many of us by treating people who were out in those streets in New Orleans and other places like actual human beings. He he said that he believes that a good 30 to 40 percent of the Capitol Police are Trump supporters. Doesn't mean that you could be a Trump supporter and not do your job as an officer. No, some people would say that no, you, you shouldn't equate the two. However, we know that law enforcement officers from across the country had a presence at this rally, the riot, to such an extent that they were showing their badge to D.C. police officers trying to say like, hey, it's okay, I'm here as well. And so we know, and when you look at some of the barricades being removed, some of these Capitol police officers taking selfies with, with, with these people... They, they were deaf, many of them, we know that many, most of the Capitol Hill police officers were brave, and I'm sure including those who may have supported Trump as well, did their jobs because they didn't want to lose their jobs and they believe in, in, in the country over an individual. But we do see that there were some who were part of this and decided to let people in. Now, I'm speaking from experience. I've rallied down at Capitol Hill. I've seen what the Capitol Hill police do. I was down there protesting many things, most recently climate change with, with Jane Fonda and Joaquin Phoenix and Martin Sheen and other people and Tara Huska and other folks down there. And I've seen firsthand what the Capitol Police do, and you cannot even get close to them. They let you know at a certain time, arrests are going to start happening. They start walking away from the Capitol towards you to further push you back. And if you cross that perimeter, you are arrested immediately. I have video of this on my YouTube channel. You can check it out. So for what happened to happen the way that it did, Capitol, there were some members of law enforcement who were involved in that. Period. Bottom line. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. An investigation is going to yield that. Furthermore, you had Congress people like uh, who the, the woman who actually put out Nancy Pelosi's address where the office was. You had Congress people who were part of this as well. And then when I saw the picture of Trump and his children partying in some type of bunker or tent looking thing, I'll be honest. The first thing that came to my mind was looking at Hitler in his bunker in his final days before he committed suicide. And I, that was just the first thing that came to my head. I, I watched Donald Trump overseeing all of this to such an extent that even while it was going down, like his son said, it's going down in five minutes, even while his son was, while, while this whole thing was going down, Trump was still calling senators, asking people to overturn the election. So look, 
We just have to be real. And many of us are saying, well, if it had been Black Lives Matter protests, the response would have been different. We don't have to say that. What we need to be saying is when it was Black Lives Matter protests, the response is different. The, the article that CNN has already posted an article talking about how more arrests were made at Black Lives Matter protests than during this, this riot, this terrorist action. We, we already know it. This is it, it, so we don't have to. I know a lot of times we say, <clears throat> what if it this? What if we already have the proof from events within the last seven months or so? Just roll the tape. Just roll the footage. Put up the posts showing the response of what happened with Black Lives Matter activists at the Lincoln Memorial versus what happened here. Show them what happened with, with, with Trump and Barr, who tried to save his, his career by condemning Trump. When they put out tear gas, so he could walk across the, 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 the mall there and, and, and hold a Bible upside down to show that people think that he was actually a representative of, of Christianity. And speaking of Christianity, where are the evangelicals? Nope, my video didn't freeze. I was just thinking out loud. Where are they? So the fact of the matter is that this man has been enabled and coddled all of his life. And he's been enabled and coddled by people like Senator Cruz and Hawley who believe that power is more important than principle. And they incited a riot, period, bottom line. So the fact of the matter is that when it comes down to it, we don't need any more proof. What we need is action. And for all of those people who are out there talking about we need healing right now, so we shouldn't impeach, you know what? You call on the people who created the hurt to help with the healing. And so you can't talk to Biden about healing without talking to Trump about the damage he caused. You don't have healing. You don't have unity without accountability. And I have seen in countries like South Africa and Rwanda, and of course, they haven't done this in per. In, uh, they haven't done this perfectly, but there are many countries around the world that have made efforts at truth and reconciliation. This country has never done that. What we do in this country is somebody may be experiencing injustice, people protest, people die, we pass laws, and then we tell the people who have suffered to stop complaining because we have laws. Or we tell people to stop complaining because we have a black president and things like that. We've never made a true effort at government-led I'm at the federal level, efforts towards reconciliation in this country on so many issues. And that is why there are so many people who are grieving right now for this country, because we believe and we have seen historically that this is going to be something that's forgotten sooner than, 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 than we can know. People are just going to move on. And fortunately slash unfortunately, as the days go by, more and more videos are coming out about what actually happened that actually can help people actually see it and they're going to be seeing it over the course of days and weeks because we have to keep it fresh in people's minds particularly as this new leadership comes into office and for all of those who are talking about we don't have enough time to have a senate trial on impeachment do not forget that these guys elected or, or put uh someone on the supreme court for life in a matter of eight days they can do what they want to do when they want to do it. And so people praise McConnell for his speech, but really at the end of the day, he is still an enabler, as well as so many of these Congress people who are, uh, who are enabling the president as well. And Melania Trump is an enabler, and she's putting out statements almost like that whole, you know, like thing we talk about for like white tears and the like, and how people can just automatically just gravitate towards that. She's putting out a statement talking about how people are attacking her and saying that she's part of the problem. Yes, you are part of the problem, because the fact of the matter is, 
your anti-bullying campaign has never been used on the largest bully in the world right now, which is Donald Trump. You talk about be best, but when are you going to be best as it relates to calling him out, calling that out? Why don't you call it out? Because you're part of the problem. Why? Because during this whole riot that was taking place, you continue to take your photo shoot. Because just like the kids at the border, just like Christmas, you said you don't give an F about them. And just like we know, we didn't. You didn't give enough about the people who are out there. Then you gave you gave shout out to, to to Babbitt who tried to rush the the, the Capitol and kill senators and and do something to them. We don't know, but nothing. No no comments for Officer Sicknick who was killed. And it's it's amazing. Mr. Law and Order President Donald Trump talks about respect for officers, but couldn't even fly the flag at half staff on National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day, which was this past Saturday, out of respect for Brian Sicknick, where all of the other federal agencies have done that. Where's the law and order president? Was he really law and order? Has he condemned the, the, the Capitol Police officers who were beaten with United States flags by his supporters? No, he loves those supporters. So I hope that those of y'all who are part of that fake Blue Lives Matter idea, whatever you want to call it, because it's definitely not a movement, it's not even a moment, realize that this president has no respect for law and order. He only has respect for himself. He has respect for people who are going to do what he wants when he wants it done. And he and Don Jr. and all of them are only concerned with power. And I hope that people are going to revoke their passports or get them right after the inauguration, because I believe that he will try to lead the country to escape responsibility in the same way that he said that he was going to protest with, with all of those guys out there and then literally drove in the opposite direction back to the White House to watch the carnage take place. This man has done evil on levels that we can't even imagine. Actually, we can't imagine it because he talked about violence all throughout his campaign when he talked about paying lawyers fees for people who knock the crap out of people, people being pulled on stretchers. And so all of these Pat Toomey's of the world and everybody, yeah, he called for the resignation. But for all of them to say that we never saw this coming, Mulvaney and all of you, you saw it coming, you were part of it, you condoned it, and you need to be held accountable for it as well. So I'm all about healing. I'm all about unity. But I believe that we do not have healing and unity without accountability. Everybody needs to be held accountable at every level. Let the investigations go through. And those of us who want to work with peace in a bipartisan effort or whatever party you are, Democrat, Republican, people, purple people, eater, independent or whatever, I'm down with you. I roll with you. I ride with you. Let's have this conversation. Let's make it happen. But this is going to be a real conversation and not a conversation based in some false ideology and some, some, some false sense of now it's time to heal when you haven't called on the person who's done the most harm to actually do that. So that's where I'm at. That's where I've been. Let's get it popping, y'all. Peace. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.